Good morning, everyone. It is Monday. Don't know when you're going to be listening to this, um, but it is Monday morning, I chilly November morning, but um, a little later in posting today, I had some early morning meetings and wow, I was listening to the scripture on my morning walk today and I just love getting to listen to scripture and listen to what God says to us every single day. Um, and so obviously this podcast is all about reading scripture, receiving it, remembering it. And so we talk about our love for scripture a lot, but today in this moment, I'm just once again, just in awe that we don't have to walk this life alone, that we don't have to walk this life wondering, God, where are you? Are you speaking? Because he is through his word, through his spirit, through his people every day. And so we're going to read today and this week through Philippians 2, 8, or sorry, Galatians, wow, 2, 8 through, um, I think, 6, 15 or 14. Yeah, we're going to stop at 14, I think, this week. I think that's what we're going to do. Um, yeah, you can tell I'm preaching through Philippians at my church right now. So we're going through Philippians at the church, Galatians through uh, on the podcast, but we're going to go ahead and read. And uh, I just want to invite you just again, just to have that heart posture of God, thank you for speaking to me today. Thank you for being near to me today um, and caring for my heart and my soul and um, wanting to just commune with me. And so Let's go ahead and read, starting Philippians 2, sorry, whoa, here we go, one more time, Galatians 2, verse 8, it says, before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to so-called gods that do not even exist. So now that you know God, or should I say, now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? You are trying to earn favor with God by observing certain days or months or seasons or years. I fear for you. Perhaps all of my work with you was not for nothing. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to live as I do in freedom from these things. For I have become like you Gentiles, free from those laws. You did not mistreat me when I first preached to you. Surely you remember that I was sick when I first brought you the good news, but even Though my condition tempted you to reject me, you did not despise me or turn me away. No, you took me in and cared for me as though I was an angel from God or even Christ Jesus himself. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you speak to us? Lord, would you just remind us today that you are near? You are near in every moment of every hour of every day. That you are with us. That you are holding us. That you are in control all-powerful, all-knowing, almighty, all-loving, all-with us. So we thank you for that today, God. And we ask that we would just hear you and feel you in this moment. In your precious name we pray. Amen. All right, so verse 8 and 9. Before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to the so-called gods that do not even exist. So now that you know God, or should I say now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? Paul's asking them, now that you know God, why would you want to go back to those former ways? Now, when I read this, I thought, well, I don't want to go back. <laughs> I don't want to go back to before God. And I thought, does anyone really 
want to go back and maybe like there could be times where people really do want to go back but how often do we go back without wanting to and maybe not even realizing that we're going back or we realize that we've gone back to the old ways that we've gone back to these weak and useless spiritual principles but we don't understand how we got there or why we got there and so I was asking the Lord a lot of questions today of how do we get there and I was reminded even in a conversation I had with someone recently of how often the enemy wants us to question God. He wants us to question who we are, question our identity, question the character of God. And you think even going back to the garden, one of the first things that the serpent is doing is having Eve question the character of God, of did God really say not to eat of this tree? Which he did. But the enemy is causing her to question, well, why would he do that? Like God's withholding something from you. And so she starts to take the fruit. And we know what happens from there is that they eat the fruit, sin enters the world. And, and separation now exists. And they become ashamed. And they start to try and cover things up. And I think that we have to be so aware that the enemy today still wants us to question the character of God, wants us to forget who God is, wants us to forget our identity in him, question who we are, so that we start to go back to having a posture of control. We start to go back to having this posture of thinking that we're the ones that have to navigate everything, we're the ones that have to figure everything out. When we know in scripture that that's not the case, that God is good, that his ways are greater, his ways are higher, that he's the one on the throne, he's the one in control, he's the one that we can trust. But sometimes it's hard to fully see that or understand that when things get tough and that's when the enemy comes in and starts to tempt us to question God's character, to question his goodness and to slowly start to go back to taking things into our own hands and taking control. And I think so much of this happens with worry and anxiety and with thoughts that just come and consume our minds. And we start thinking and trying to control things and trying to figure things out. And we go end up going back to these weak and useless things that's not going to get us anywhere, that's not going to do us any good. And when Paul's referring to these spiritual principles of this world, you know, again, he's talking to a culture where so much of their life was about all of these practices to earn their salvation rather than freely receiving salvation through Jesus Christ and the freedom and the hope that he has to offer. And recognizing that when you receive Jesus as Lord of your life, that you no longer have to try and prove yourself or earn anything, but you simply receive. And from there, as you abide, as you spend time with God, you start to become like him. And in that, you start to live more like him in that process. But I was just thinking so much of that today, of how often do we not even realize that we are going back into that place? And so much of it starts with our mind. So much of it starts with the enemy tempting us to question God's goodness, to question God's faithfulness. And not that having questions are bad, but we always have to go back and remember who God is. That he's faithful, that he's constant, that he's true, that he never has and he never will leave us or forsake us. That's who God is. That's who we know him to be. And the more that we can surrender to him, 
the more that we're going to realize that and want to surrender to him. One final thought that I had is coming from, I'm reading a book by Tyler Staten right now on prayer and um, highly recommend. It's called Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools or something like that, but it's by Tyler Staten. And he was talking about the verse, be still and know that I am God. And I had never really thought about before the order of that because Paul's saying here, right? He's like, how does it happen? Like now that you know God, or should I say God knows you, um, why would you want to go back? But I think sometimes we neglect how we have to continue to get to know God. We have to continue to spend time in his word, continue to let him fill us and consume us so that we truly do know him. And to know him is to be one with him, right? That word yada, to know, is the Hebrew word. To know is the word is yada in Hebrew. And that is means to be one, to know someone. It's like you are one with them. Like you get them. Like you're in sync. And that verse, be still and know that I am God. We talk about it all the time, but recognize that before knowing comes the stillness. And then it says, I be still and know that I am God and then I will be exalted among the nations and all the earth. And we know that that is the end goal, that he would be exalted among the nations and among the earth. But so much of that starts in us knowing him, being one with him, which starts with us being still before him, letting him be the one that we're present with and we're still before and giving him space to speak, giving him space to move. And so maybe my encouragement to you today is, in all of this of thinking about how is it that we can know him and then still find ourselves going back to this old, weak, useless spiritual principles of this world, as Paul would say, um, is it that we need to continue to get to know him every moment of every day? And could some of that start with going back to that practice of in your life, do you have moments where you're still before the Lord? It's not know me and then you'll know how to be still and spend time in my presence. It's be still and then you'll know. You'll know that I'm God. You'll know that I'm good. You'll know that I'm faithful, that I'm true. You'll know that I have a plan, that you're not alone in this. You will know and we'll be one. And that's when I'm exalted among the nations. And so I wanna encourage you to just find ways this week that to just even maybe 30 seconds or a minute to just be still. Sit in silence with the Lord. See what that does to your heart, to your soul. To say, come Holy Spirit. And to be still. And to know. So that we truly are one with God. And we don't keep going back to these patterns of trying to take control. But we can live fully surrendered to Him. Alright, I hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday. And I'll see you tomorrow. Welcome to the Let's Remember This podcast where we're taking time to slow down, sit down, and spend time in scripture. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I encourage you grab a pen, grab your Bible, a notebook, and let's not only read scripture, but let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak and let's remember this.